0: DRIVERS, START YOUR
2: ENGINES!
1: Hit the pace car!
2: What's for? Because you need any other damn thing out there, I want you to be perfect!
0: When I'm driving, I got a guy on the radio who talks
1: to me. It's him. He talks to me.
0: good evening race fans welcome to the hoobazoo radio network and welcome to the drafting the circus program my name is frank santoroski i'll be your host for the next hour as we talk about this past weekend in racing and preview next week joining me in the studio richard Uden, louise torres guys how we doing
1: very good thank you very good
3: pretty aesthetic about portland pretty
1: aesthetic.
0: and of course long beach i was gonna say yeah you've just got back you're packing your you're unpacking your suitcase from uh, spending this past weekend at Long Beach where the IndyCar series concluded their season. We crowned a champion. Uh, that champion, no surprise, was Alex Palou. He had the easiest uh, road in there. Um, the, the guys that tried to topple him, uh, they did all they could. Poor old Paddle Ward, uh, troubles in practice, troubles in qualifying, trouble in the race right at the beginning, trouble with the capital E and that rhymes with Ed Jones. Um, <laughs> ran into Pato and ruined his day kind of early new garden who needed a pole and a win and the most laps almost got there, got the, got the pole, got the most laps, didn't quite get the win. Uh, but he also needed Palu to have trouble and Palu for his, for himself. He had a rather quiet, uneventful race. Where exactly he how he wanted it. Exactly how he wanted it. <laughs> no drama. Uh, The car, the car ran perfectly. The pit, pit stops were great. I cruised home to uh, a fourth or fifth place finish and uh, took home that championship. So, Louise, you were there. Let's talk about some of the highlights from you know Long Beach, which is gosh, it's been uh, nearly two and a half years since the last Long Beach race. You know, with uh, between being canceled last year for COVID and being postponed from the beginning of this year to the end of this year so it's uh it's been a long stretch without one of our favorite races
3: no question about it i think if you want to look at a pretend if you want to look at something i feel like long beach is not a bad track to end the finale sure it has its traditional spring value which i think i i totally don't mind i like it how it is but what a great venue to host the finale and, and sure it was mostly an andretti's Autosport dominant kind of race as we've seen the past couple times in Long Beach, only this time was Colton Herta who had us who was just quick, dominant in practice one, dominant in practice two, dominant in warm up, but qualifying he was not there. He didn't make the fi- the fast six, the Firestone fast six. He had to start 14th, so he had his work cut off for it, And then a couple cautions fell in his favor, and lo and behold. He was out front and nobody could beat him even when he was on those. Yeah, I mean, having having
0: having the fastest car on the track certainly helped his cause starting 14th because, you know, even though he didn't really bring it in qualifying, I'm still a little unsure of exactly what happened there. You know, he couldn't couldn't quite time it right to get the lap in. You know, sometimes those qualifying sessions are a little tricky depending on how much traffic is on the track at any given time. But but he certainly, you know, didn't lose any pace because it was there on race day.
3: No, no question about it. And then heard uh, once he was there, it was just very tough to beat. To where New Garden, and the biggest concern, is just had to deal with Scott Dixon to get to for the runner-up spot. New Garden led early, and then Acosta the came out. He pitted, and this put Elio Castroneves, who had a tremendous, tremendous weekend up until a certain point during the race, and one little warm-up scuffle with Alexander Rossi. But besides that that point Elio had probably his best overall weekend since he since he started running the remaining races of 2021
0: yeah it was a very curious decision for him to stay out on those early yellows when the uh when everyone else went in that he decided to stay out. then they had a second yellow right after that and he still continues to, to stay out and this 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 has been kind of the story of meyer shank racing all year great qualifying efforts but they just really questionable race strategy. I'm like, you know, it's, you want to try to do something unconventional. Maybe that's not it. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know what Elios yeah, he was up there in the lead. And then, you know, after, after he stayed out, uh, through two yellows and, you know, tried to stretch the field when he finally came in, we didn't hear from him the rest of the day. Why? Cause he was mired in the back.
3: No, for sure. Whereas Jack Harvey in his final race with Meyer Shank, he act, he ended up with a top 10 out of this whole entire ordeal. So it was a good run for him to cap off his five-year tenure with the race team that he essentially kind of built up.
0: Oh, certainly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, oddly enough, the, uh, you know, a lot of these announcements are starting to come out you know, the, the announcement of the Grosjean was made official uh, this weekend uh, that he'll be replacing Ryan Hunter Ray. The announcement that um, Simon Pagano will be replacing Jack Harvey was made official the day after the race day. But we still haven't heard the announcement on Jack Harvey. You now, obviously, you know, the smart money is everyone saying he's going to replace Takuma Sato Ray Hall, Letterman, but it's still not been announced.
3: No, it hasn't been announced, but he's already signed up with the team. When I, during immediate luncheon, he pretty much mentioned in the piece that I wrote, that, that the team he ultimately signed up for saw the value in Harvey because of what he's done for the MSR team. So he has a deal signed. Just what team? We won't know until in the coming days or weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why they're stretching that out. The only thing I can figure is what they're stretching out is they're still talking with Takuma. And, and Takuma traditionally works on one-year contracts that why normally
3: the- is announced at the final week of the season y-
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say Jacuma normally works on one-year contracts why i don't know I-, I don't know if it's uh it falls into that little scare he had uh where he thought andretti was going to uh, switch the chevrolet engine and leave him leave him out to out to dry uh which is why he uh jumped the gun to sign with ray but he's been on one-year contracts ever since so uh unless they're the holdup with Harvey's announcement is they're trying to put the final touches on something for Takuma, be it a, you know, part-time uh, ride or something like that. Or perhaps, you know, Takuma stays in the 30 and Harvey takes over the, uh, the high car to 45, uh, you know, well, it all remains to be seen. There's a lot of moving pieces here yet, but again, like we do know Jack Harvey has a job lined up. He would not have announced his departure from, Michael Shang racing so early had he not had something lined up. Although at that time he did, he said, I have another opportunity lined up. He said, just can't tell you.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a bit, the longest stretch, the farthest stretch I've said is maybe Penske in that 22, but I don't see that happening because to me, I feel like if they're going to make Scott McLaughlin get better in a sophomore year, which I think he will, maybe scaling down will probably beneficial for him. More than any other driver, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't see Harvey going to Penske for for one reason that in his initial press release he mentioned he was looking forward to continuing on with Honda.
3: Mm-hmm. That's so, why I say this is a super yeah. far stretch. Yeah, that's like,
0: that's a big stretch. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the smart money is that Penske drops to three cars, um, be, because they they just operate more efficiently with three cars. History has shown that.
3: Yeah. No, for sure, it's the same thing with Ganassi, but they're trying to commit to that four car stable. Maybe they want, from what I've heard, maybe if Kanan wants to stick around, him, it may be five at Indy, depending on Johnson, if he's going to run the oval races, which is more, it's leaning towards he might do that.
0: Well, he's doing his rookie orientation mm-hmm.
3: uh, next, next week, right?
0: Early October. He's going to do the rookie orientation program along with uh, Grosjean, right? They're both going to. Do the well? I
3: I think it's like an October eighth because that's what it said on Friday. Yeah, early early, early
0: October. Yeah, so weekend uh, for next time.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. And and then on top of that, we're going back to the race itself. The Pageant also had a pretty quiet but polished race to kind of end his tenure with Penske. But yeah, Herta's just dominated. It's kind of what you expect when Herta's on it; he's on it. He finished fifth in the points after all the season he's had. Like he should have probably been up in that title mix, but the mid-season inconsistencies and then the, when he bended in Nashville it certainly did him no favors at all. But it's good to see her to cap off the season with three wins, top five in points, and just kind of move forward into twenty twenty two, where I think the expectations should be much higher. To where we should see him win more often, be more consistent, and then we'll have we'll really have a title battle. He led the most laps, so Newgarden was able to accomplish the bonus point for the most laps led. But he did everything he could, and he finished second in the race. He ends up second in the championship because, as you mentioned, Pato Ward had his problems, and it goes back to qualifying as well, where there was just evident facts that two drivers that were did not slow down when Will Power had his issues in in the in the round second round, where there's twelve drivers remaining and that inferior, that irated Pato. And I think the difference between Polo and Pato is that Polo was more cool coming, collected, doesn't really crack under pressure, or it's not too vocal, because he knows the bigger picture is there. And I think having Scott Dixon has certainly helped them, and he always asks questions. He's, Do Scott even Jimmy as well, I think? they yeah, kind well, of-
0: I, You know, I think the, the big difference between Palo, uh, when you compare him with, both Colton Herta and Pat Ward, is that it's just that maturity level. And, yeah, and, think. And, and now he's, he's only two years older than those guys. He's 24. Those other two guys are 22. So he's not much older than them. So he's not been, yeah. r- he's not been racing much longer with them, but he's just disciplined himself. And, and I'm sure that goes way back to the early days when he was karting with his dad. Um, You know, his dad was there in long beach to see him win the championship, which was nice to see his dad, uh, Ramon, is that his name?
3: believe so. I believe haven't fully yeah, he into said, the details yeah, they, on that.
0: Yeah, they they gave us the whole story. Uh, how uh, on the way to school, there was a go kart track, and one day he said to his dad, "I want to try that." And you know, the rest is history. And his dad was his crew chief for years and years. So, obviously, from the young age, I'm sure his his you know his his first you know team owner crew chief being his dad, that probably comes from an early age, and he's you know honed his skills in in Europe and elsewhere. But he just He's just as quick as these guys. Maybe sometime he's not as quick as those two guys, but he doesn't make the mistakes. I mean, Herda won the same amount of races as Palou, but Palou had like six more podiums than, uh than Herda did, which there's your difference. You got to collect points every week, whether you have the winning car or not.
3: No, for sure. And below, aside from those two DNS at gateway at the Indy road course, he's just kept this car out of trouble. Aside from in the at during the month of May where he crashed during practice, other than that, he's not really put a foot wrong in, in this season at all. And as far yeah, as, and, as and, and, and here's
0: a guy who also had to overcome not one but two grid penalties through the season,
3: yeah. And that uh, so, and, and, was, uh, and, and,
0: and he didn't let that rattle him either, he just did the best he could, you know. No,
3: no it's just so it happened to coincide with the two poor finishes that he had one because of the reliability went under, and then another one was because of a. Young dry, raw talent driver mistake at Gateway. Because right. that's the thing they say about Renus VK, like he's raw still. And he'll have another year with Ed Carpenter. That's also been confirmed. That's been but confirmed, yes. Hopefully by next year he's fully healed to where he gets back to where he was in the first half of the season where he was right in the cusp of the top five in the point. Yeah, standard. yeah,
0: that little bicycle accident really kind of derailed him. You know, I don't know. Was, I don't know if he was just you know, suffering pain. I know that broken collarbone thing. I know it can't feel good, and I know there's not a lot of treatment they can do for that. You know, other than just kind of let it heal on its own. You can't, you know, you can't splint the thing or put a cast on it. So, um, yeah, it, so, it was so, a tough
3: second half for him, big time. I'm sure. Yeah, when,
0: when you consider the, the the arm strength and and chest strength to need to muscle those cars around the road courses, yeah, had to be tremendously difficult.
3: Yeah, even what like Thursday, like. Back in 2019, Alex asked Potter when he was the Super Formula for a cup of coffee that he described painful. Then imagine, yeah, driving those cars has to be painful to the muscle. And when I asked Alex after he won the championship about what's the one trait that you learned from Super Formula that you were able to adapt to IndyCar, he said kind of like they're both similar, the driving style and also kind of how you manage the race. And I think it kind of shows that. Super Formula has its values Sure you may not hear of a Nick Cassidy Maybe In Formula 1 But it has its perks I think if I remember That's where Ralph Schumacher spent his time Before going to F1 When it was known as the Formula Nippon series
1: Ralph Furman as well Before he did Formula 1 I think he drove out there And uh, Honda's test driver um, James Rossiter He ended up going out there as well A few of them do go out there Irvine was out there Yeah yeah, there's um, it kind of yeah, yeah, there's
3: only been a few that's been able to make it far, but but it's the I mean, for a that.
1: long time they were, you know, more they for for a while they were for a while there in terms of engine power they were as powerful as a four one car. The top speeds were up there. I know they were certainly more powerful than an Indy car, and they certainly um, you know were pretty advanced, uh, you know, very raw pieces of machinery with incredible speed. Uh, not as sophisticated as what we see in Formula 1 and IndyCar these days. But, uh, yeah, there were some pretty pretty beastly cars. And if you could drive one of those, you could pretty much drive anything.
3: Yeah, I think it kind of one of those few occasions where maybe not going kind of in a different route has benefited him. So, But the big thing for me, the greatest takeaway from Palo's championship is how he, he conducted himself after not making the fast six. He was actually the slowest of the three uh, title contenders in qualifying. He had to start in 10. And he felt pretty confident about he's happy with the car. I said at that moment, it's like, yep, that that's the telling sign that he he's gonna win the championship with these. And ultimately, that's kind of what it happened. Albeit Apato had no favors happen to him all weekend, whether it's the IndyCar race control or Ed Jones running into him. But even then, at that point, it's like, yep, I th- I think that's the that's the vibe that I got. Yeah, he's he knows he's got the championship blocked. Yeah, and and it would have been decided. Well, yeah,
0: you had know, it not he, been for that
3: inch of failure and Gateway, he would have locked it up earlier.
0: Yeah, but you got to feel for Pato. Boy, he, he had a miserable weekend. You know, because he had he had a legitimate shot. You know, whereas uh, you know New Garden had to throw the penny in the wishing well and uh, put a curse on the other two. Yeah, but uh, Pato That's had Pato had a realistic shot. You know, he didn't need pollu to have some trouble, but he just did not. They didn't come off the truck fast, you know. And that's in in a in a street course where you number one, you're not able to test during the off season. Um, you've only got two practice sessions before qualifying. You can't afford to come off off the truck anything less than perfect.
3: No, for sure. You you either got to try the sim or understand the track walk or use what you learned previously. To do so, and that's just wasn't meant to be. But I think they'll bounce back from it and be even stronger. Now, Richard, you were going to say something, real quick.
1: No, no, no I'm good. I'm good. Oh,
3: okay. Well, good, Rich. We're going to make you say something. Then,
0: since you've been quiet, oh, over, boy. since you've been quiet over there. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, what were your impressions coming out of Long Beach? Uh, you know, last last. What what were your impressions of the overall season this year? I, I feel like you know, after the the miserable, disjointed. Uh, yeah. late season last year and, and iRaces and all this other nonsense I think that IndyCar put together <laughs> a pretty darn good year long uh, show here with you know with fans oh, yeah. and all the races I mean I guess after 2020 anything is going to be yeah. wonderful
1: but I thought, jo- that, I thought it was a good, good season good job Seth's not here calling racing uh, nonsense isn't it oh boy <laughs> I know yeah he'd have, to, he'd have to take me to school about that he would indeed, but anyway, yeah. Um, no, it, it was some sort of you know, symbol of normality, wasn't it? In the normality. It was, uh, you know, it, it was a good season, you know. In, in reality, and I think, you know, my, my takeaways from it uh, have been: Polo was, you know, if you compare it to some of the the, the, the sort historical drivers, it was almost like a, um, you know, a Prost esque championship, wasn't it? You know. If you win it by two points, that's one point too many. Almost, you know, he did what he needed to do, and uh, especially this last weekend, kept his his powder dry. Did what he needed to do, um you know. And and the, the team is so used to that. It was a very Scott Dixon drive, you know. No real surprise there with him being his teammate, but um very impressive with with that. um I think there's you know some of the other takeaways, and again, things that we discussed. You know, throughout the season that I've brought up here, when we've been discussing Indigo, you know, Penske are in a bit of trouble. Uh, they really need to step up. Um, otherwise, I think there's going to be some big changes there within that organisation. You know, no doubt, Jersey speed there was 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 pretty impressive, and Willpower again had his odd race here and there where he's where he had some speed, but um, Pagano and uh, McLaughlin really weren't there. I mean, McLaughlin would, won not would rookie of the year, but I think that's purely because Grosjean didn't participate in Indianapolis and Texas. Um, so I think if, you know, if that had been the case McLaughlin, you know, Grosjean would have won the rookie of the year and to be doing the rookie of the yeah, year. Quite, a, quite easily, quite easily. In yeah. You a, know, a, what you'd consider an inferior team to Penske would have been, you know, a little bit embarrassing for McLaughlin. Though. Um, so, yeah, I think Penske, they're either going to bounce back next year or something drastic's going to change within that setup and the organization. You know, you do question when, now that um, Roger owns the whole series and uh, I am, you know, in Indianapolis. Um, the Speedway there, you know, is he spread too thin? Um, well, you know, the, I know Tim Sendrick's taken on a lot there. but Yeah, Tim the Sendrick's, thing is Roger
0: is. is Roger is supposedly, um, you know, publicly uh, 100% hands off with the team now yeah uh, because because yeah so pretty much that's all tim cindrick and and to your point yeah tim has been in charge of quite a a lot of things over the years but um he's always had kind of roger right there exactly you know and 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 you know if roger would maybe second guess something tim uh wanted to do or implement uh roger's a guy you would listen to you know he's exactly uh, so yeah interesting to see perhaps the absence of uh Penske in the day-to-day operations of the race yeah. team has hurt them a little bit. But I think that scaling the three cars is is going to do them a world of good.
1: I bet they won championships with four in the past, haven't they? So, uh, wouldn't they have be been a four-car team, I think? Yeah, so. but, but, but it's
0: always the fourth car has always been kind of out to lunch.
1: Yeah. I mean, you remember yeah,
0: Paginot's yeah. Pas- first
1: year with the team? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah the, the, then he bounced back the second year and won a championship.
1: Yeah, Um, so I will say that's going to be an interesting takeaway over the winter and and coming into next year to see what happens there Um, and the other thing I think is that you know if we're looking at it already uh, you're looking at who you would consider to be a favourite for the championship in 2022 uh, I really think you've got to look at Colton Herter you know um, I know I've I've discussed him on the show and I've been quite critical of him in the past for making too many mistakes and he arguably does but god that kid has got some speed you know, and again, as he shared last weekend, you know, if he you know, just raw speed and raw talent, the kid is impressive. And if he could put that together not just for a weekend, but for a you know, a whole season, there's nothing stopping him because he is fantastic. Um you know, the only beat the only person that can beat Colton Hurt in twenty twenty two is himself.
0: Exactly. That's the only person that beat him in twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because yeah. there were days where he was just uncatchable. And I think oh. to your point, yeah. having Grosjean in that team as well. Yeah. next year, that, that'll only serve to help her to have another I real, wonder. real experienced guy in
1: there. Yeah. I wonder if he's having his dad there as a benefit or not.
0: I don't know. Uh, what the relationship's
1: like. Well, I mean, his dad, his dad
0: um, was on the radio with him. And I know that yeah. for, for years, Michael was on the radio with Marco and, mm, and that worked out well didn't no and it didn't it didn't they were exactly they, they would end we up discussing this last week yeah i you say some of some of that those radio transmissions we can't repeat it because you know the fcc would be
1: <laughs> you got a little
0: bit <laughs> See, you, you can't say those words um
3: but... uh, fcc, FCC won't let your... them be yeah
0: exactly. but but so so eventually you know marco <laughs> you know michael and actually heard a called brian's or uh, called called marco's races for a while but uh, from, from my understanding, as it is, that uh, uh, Colton and his dad have a pretty solid um, understanding of one another um, when they're on the radio. And and Herda, we know, is a
3: pretty darn good strategist as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. you
1: know he's, he's yeah he's That's called how he's
3: able to win his 500s.
0: Two of them. Yeah. He called the strategy for Rossi in 16 and the one for Dan Weldon in 2011.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's no sluts. I think also it kind of boils down to the personalities as well. Because we know Colton is cool, mild, collective, Californian kid. Kind of reminds me to some extent of Jesse Love as well. Kind of cool, mild matter and all of that. Kind of puts his mind into the race itself. Whereas kind of Michael and Marco very pretty, sometimes intense, passionate people. Sometimes we have pr- pretty intense, passionate people. It kind of clashes, and it kind of sometimes it doesn't mesh all the all too well all the time compared to two matter people knowing what needs to be done and all that. Whereas Brian is is as more enthusiastic, but is balanced per se.
0: I think Colton, you know, being the fact that his, you know, his dad was certainly a fine Indy car racer, but he was not an Andretti. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think he feels the same burden. Maybe Marco true carrying the family name, so it's not as much of a pressure, you know, now certainly he's already eclipsed his dad's, his dad's win total. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, but I think a season like um, he just had here where, where he can, you know, go back and look over the missed opportunities. I think it'll be a good learning experience for him. So when, when he goes into next year, he'll, he'll, he'll realize where he stepped wrong. And, And to your point, Richard, this kid, this kid has the potential to be absolutely unbeatable because because we've seen it in in flashes here and there six yeah. six times at least
3: yeah and uh, a, good the, like, a good majority of them like good majority have seen him how he doesn't qualify and practice It's like every time I go somewhere boom he's right uh, right in the mix almost always yes. well every every race
0: win of his is been a dominating performance if i'm not mistaken i mean mm, I, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think any of his six race wins have fallen into his lap by somebody else's foul strategy or somebody crashing out ahead of him. I think he's he's oh, one yeah. all six with just a dominating performance. Which oh, is, sure. you know, so you just need to 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 take what you learn there and do more like that. So and and I think award has a great future ahead of him as well.
1: Oh massive he, he, he's a huge he's, pool of talent isn't there? yeah
0: he's probably the rawest of the three when we talk about you know herta uh herda award and um Paloo. I I think war is probably the rawest, but I think he's probably has the potential to be the quickest too. Though, you know, but he's got to he's got to reel it in a little bit. You know, he needs to. uh, You know, it it reminds me of the it reminds me of the old Tom Cruise movie that said, "Can the boy drive? Sure, he could drive the tires off the car. He could drive the engine out of the car. He could drive." You know, oh yeah. If he listened to me, we'd never lose a race. So. Uh, and, and, okay, so another announcement that came out today, or it's not really an announcement so much as it's an option that's being explored is moving the Detroit race from Belle Isle back to downtown in 2023. So 2022, we're going to, you know, continue on Belle Isle, but there has been mounting pressure from the environmental list type folks uh at bell isle who are just not happy with the fact that uh, uh you know this they're ruining the environment they're taking up uh taking up the whole state park while you know for too long you know when you talk about the uh the setup and the, the breakdown of the track uh even though i mean i mean forget the fact that roger penske has funneled more than 13 million dollars into bell Uh, To the place that's that benefits the whole park and not just the race, but uh, I think the local pushback is getting to the point where they're going to before they get pushed away, try to move that race downtown so they released a initial layout for the track that's,
3: that's a little bland Uh, did you get a chance to see it, Louise Oh Oh, like yeah. like like the old Detroit races in Formula One and CART for a couple of years before they went to Belle Isle. I genuinely hate this idea. Yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong with Belle Isle? it's a unique track. It, it has character, sure. It, it compared like the week after the race being the week after the 500. Yeah, we could talk about it all we want, but it's not that bad of a circuit. Just the placement is one thing, and also a doubleheader was to they scaled it down to just one Belle Isle race, which I think. It's ideal. I, I think. Game. I think
0: that's that's again. I think that's due to two reasons. Uh, number one, the teams were not really thrilled about the doubleheader at Iowa, so this was this was kind of the you know the olive branch, make a little peace here. So we'll just have one doubleheader. We'll, we'll cancel the Detroit one. And again, I think it's also to um, uh, you know again appease them environmentalists. There, you know, that's one less day that they can, uh, be occupying the aisle. And, you know, their other big thing is it's right in the middle of the prime time to visit the aisle, you know, cause the aisle has, you know, they've got, uh, museums on there. They've got a conservatory, uh, they've got beautiful wildlife and, and, and it's plants, not a bad man. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scenic it's, it's, and 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 is, Detroit. And well, I'm not saying downtown Detroit is the answer. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of local opposition that wants to get that race off the aisle. And I think this is more of a, um, you know, a, an offensive move before they have to do a defensive one.
2: So. If, it,
3: if you were giving me a different, if you were going to give me a, another option aside from, aside from keeping it in Belle Isle, Senator MIS, that's obviously going to be the obvious answer I'm going to go with, because downtown detroit from an aesthetic point of view i don't know how detroit looks downtown these days
0: oh it's actually it, they've actually they've cleaned it up a lot since since the okay 90s. good of course okay, there are good. there are other parts of detroit yeah that's thing. there's still yeah there's portions of detroit where you got blocks and blocks of just abandoned houses and you know they could probably just bulldoze all that down and build a proper racetrack <laughs> you know, so that probably, be,
3: probably yeah, be better you you'd be,
0: you'd be displacing the homeless and crackheads that live there. But
3: well, the problem I, is, know, is, if it doesn't thrive, this going to look like Valencia in two years' time after it was sure, dropped.
0: It sure will. Yeah. Yep. So I've still. So we we'll, just battle- we'll have to see. Like I say again, it's just been announced as an option they're exploring. So For 2023, we're still going to run out or at least next year exactly exactly then the other little story that came out that i don't believe at all is that uh toyota is maybe looking at coming back to indycar i don't know if you read that one today but
3: evidently certainly was some french broadcast uh, exactly said, exactly So i don't know where some, some i hear it
0: some french broadcaster said that at indy so marshall pruitt picked it up uh with racer as a story and ran with it um but yeah i mean yeah who would who would know more about you know, Toyota's upcoming plans and a journalist from
1: France.
3: you know what i mean let's see so buddies with david wilson from
0: trd i don't know i don't know so we'll we'll have to see how that plays out obviously indycar has been saying they are been courting this third manufacturer for the you know to coincide with when they uh bring on the hybrid style engines and of course you know ferrari has been mentioned for a minute porsche's name has been thrown in the mix now taylor's name is being thrown in the mix and I even heard that Volkswagen's name has been thrown in the mix as a future Formula One supplier when they go to yes. their next
3: next engine. I mean, that'll company. be the most random engine supplier is Yamaha. What Volkswagen?
0: Volkswagen Volkswagen's nah. one of the Bug- biggest car companies in the world. No, I
3: know, but I was thinking Look a Formula Volkswagen One out. car with a Volkswagen—that's just—it's that's just a weird visual seeing a Volkswagen mm. logo on F one car. It's like it's like the engine supplier being Yamaha. And in a Formula One car, I think.
0: Uh, look just... at who
1: Volkswagen own.
0: I, I, I was yeah, Rolls Royce, <laughs> Leyland,
3: um, Humvee. I mean, we've I mean, we seen Lambo in Formula One, so. But that's They're just, that's... I mean, you,
0: you got like this 1956 mentality that the Volkswagen means the Beetle. Have you no. seen <laughs> some of, have, have you seen some no. of, you like you're like, you're thinking Herbie the love bug, you know, have you seen some of
3: the cars that VW produced? No, they some got, bug, they got some know? nice they... Volkswagen, so yeah. when I think of Audi. Volkswagen Formula One, it's just kind of like, okay, it's going to take me a minute to, uh, to accept it. Okay. I I'd, welcome I'd, Volkswagen Opel. I, I with
0: I'd, I'd, I'd just disagree winning. with you because Volkswagen has a long, rich history in auto racing, mostly in support series. But but they have a they have a long history in auto racing, you know. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. but that's that's neither here nor there. I don't know
3: 1956 how, mentality.
0: I, I don't know how many how my, how much legs there are to that story. But I'll tell you a story that does have legs, and that is the fact that a certain Mr. Lewis Hamilton now has 100 Grand Prix victories in in 281 starts, which is an average of average of 6.6 race wins a year over the 15 years that he's, that he's raced in formula one, almost 36% win average. Um, You know, this is a record that, you know, a couple of years ago, nobody would have dreamed that no one's ever going to win a hundred Grand Prix you know, but then, then of course you factor in the amount of times they race a year, uh, the incredible reliability of the cars and and the fact that we've got, uh, you know, phases of single manufacturer domination that uh, goes in waves. And I mean, Lewis hit that wave just right. Hopping into, uh, McLaren in 2007 as a rookie, uh, winning races in his rookie season. And he's, um, Proven himself as a race winner, and, hey, and he's been in a winning car ever since, and now this, I don't care, you know, what you say about, oh, it's the car, blah, 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 blah. I mean, 100 wins at anything is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, Richard, but it was yep. at, it, this win was there at the expense, this win was at the expense of our buddy Lando Norris, who came kind of close oh. to Winning his first Grand Prix, I'm going to let you tag us through um, the, the Lewis's triumph and, and Lando's heartbreak.
1: Yeah, I, it was uh, you know sort of going back to Sochi. It's been Mercedes' playground for well, certainly under the, the the modern era uh, in terms of Grand Prix in Russia. I think it goes back to the 1950s since Mercedes last tasted defeat in Russia. But uh, you know you. You, they they just have it, don't they? They just have the setup. It just works around there, and uh, you know you you can't uh, you can't criticize them. They've, they've got something that works, and they've got something that's quick. Um, we lost uh, free practice on Saturday morning. We had free practice one and two as normal on uh, Friday, and then going into Saturday, due to weather, they lost free practice three and went straight into qualifying, and. Um, you know, again, in mixed conditions, drying track. Um, you know, some of the big names that got through to Q3 there. Um, you know, George Russell made it through. Lando made it through. You know, these guys that have been fantastic in qualifying. And and they just happened to get the slick tyres on at the right time. Uh, Hamilton actually made two mistakes in qualifying, which is, that's like a season worth of mistakes for the guy. Uh, first of all, he crashed going into the pit lane and knocked the front wing off when he was coming to uh, turn onto slicks. And then actually on his final flying lap span and, and damaged his rear wing. So, uh, you know, very uncharacteristic by Lewis there, uh, which resulted in Lander Norris getting the pole and Carlos Sainz in second and, and George third. And first time since 2004 when those three manufacturers have shared the front, front three positions uh, on, on the grid. Uh, we all knew that Max Verstappen would be starting from the back after having to go through an engine change. Uh, as did Charles Leclerc and a couple of other guys were all oh. demoted to the back of the grid. Artis. Um Valtry Artis with Valtry Well, eventually he was. When they when Mercedes sort of knew that Valtteri was in the position he was in, you know, not on the front row, not in the front few positions, and that um um you know, Max was where he was. They sort of played the tactical kind of go, Oh, look, I think we're going to change Valtry's engine right now, which just so happened to put him right back into the path of uh, Max Verstappen, which was convenient enough for them. So that was, I think, I think that was a tactical game there, using uh, using uh, Valtry as a bit of a blocker there for, for Max. But um, going into the race, you know, the great things about Sochi is it's such a long run down from the start finish line into. Turn one. I think it's probably the longest on the calendar. I can't. Maybe Mexico's longer, but I can't think of many longer out of those outside of those two. And um, you know, right, Carlos Sainz got in got into the lead going into turn one. Lando Norris was second. George Russell kept third. Uh, and there was all this squabbling. And I think Hamilton ended up dropping back down to seventh at the end of the first lap. And um, you know, it's sort of everybody held station for a little bit there. Eventually Lando got past uh, Carlos Sainz um, early in the race. And there was guys that tried to make it on a two stop and they they pitted early and tried to do the undercut. And that pretty quickly worked out that that wasn't the play. It was going to be a one stop race. That would be the way to, to get the job done. And, and that's how it played out. Hamilton managed to get past a few of the guys and ended up in, in second place and was closing... Russell, I mean, sorry, uh, Lando Norris down pretty quickly. And then he got to that sort of second, second and a half window with about 15 laps to go and just couldn't really close up and push him. A couple of times he got in DRS, the DRS zone in under one second, but it never really sort of was able to make a convincing move on him. So you're thinking, you know, maybe maybe Lando's got this in the bag here and he's got this done. And then as it had been sort of threatened throughout the whole race on Sunday, there the rain came and, you know, it's like, who's going to blink first? You know, a couple of guys came in early for intermediates and it was maybe too early and they started to burn up. And then again, you got to get credit. Hamilton just seemed to pit at the right time and came out some 30 odd seconds behind Norris. And you think, oh, you know, there's only three or four laps to go. Hey, surely Norris can. sort of hold on to this and um, within three quarters of a lap I mean it was like monsoon conditions on the back end of the circuit there you know I think it was turns five six and seven you know it was just it was almost like Belgium-esque with the spray and you know Lander just couldn't hold it together and by that time he'd lost so much ground he couldn't pit if he'd pitted then you know he would have been behind Hamilton anyway so it was like you just got to hold out and hope and it was just too much to ask, unfortunately. And um, yeah, you know, Lewis ended up passing him as, as Lando went went, went, uh, went wide in, uh, in in the slippery conditions, and um, ended up that Verstappen, Max Verstappen, actually finished second in the race, which was a remarkable achievement considering where he'd started. And you know, he'd never really got that high up in the field um, before all this happened. So from a championship standpoint, it was probably pretty good. But per for Lando, though, there, it was pretty, pretty gut wrenching to see uh, the, the win slip away because I really don't know if Hamilton would have been able to get past. And especially given where Verstappen was in the race, if it stayed dry, there was probably no, you know, Hamilton didn't really need to make that pass. Obviously, you know, it's easier said than done, these guys want to win as many races as possible. But, you know, he would have taken the lead in the championship. And I think his championship lead would have been bigger than it is with him winning and Max coming second. So, uh, you know, it would have been easier. Yeah, I think to the, if- the
0: lead is two points right now.
1: Yeah, it'd have been interesting to have seen if... I think at one point it would have been five if Hamilton had finished second and Max was down in sixth or seventh or wherever he was running when the rains came. So, you know, it'd have been interesting to see if, Mac, if, if Lewis would have made that move. But um, yeah, it was a really, really good race. You know, sometimes Russia can have pretty dull races, but that was a good one. Um, the last the two, two have been similar. pretty good. Yeah, I think it's, it's not as bad as... You know, for, as far as the tilkadome Dome goes, it's, it's reasonable. Um you know, the Aston Martins came together again. Uh, Stroll turned in or pushed up um, Patel into the wall. Um, you, you know, it was just stupid and messy. And, you know, yeah, we all, yeah, uh, we know everything, the, the opinion of what's going on at Aston Martin there. with You know, it's basically Lance Stroll Racing, isn't it? Uh, with a car manufacturer's name on it um so it'll be interesting to see what happens there but uh, you know it was, it was a good race and i think we're off to turkey in a couple of weeks which was of course where perez managed to win for uh racing point last year um that was sorry no who won not No, how, yeah that was it probably yeah hamilton yeah, had, that had that the best driver of his career in yeah my that's opinion. the one my bad yep yeah, I know. I know. Racing Point did something. Yeah, and it was. It was. They got. They qualified first and second, didn't they? I uh, mm-hmm. I do remember that now. So yeah, Turkey's a great track. It's one of those tracks. A bit like Imola. That sort of the whole pandemic has sort of fallen into their lap and go. Oh, the wheel the race. Oh yeah, good on you. You know. So it's all been a little bit. Well, you know. What say no to a race this week, guys? Um, well, let's, let's and it's a great track. As icy. As
3: well.
1: Yeah, the, the track surface obviously does leave leave a little bit to desire. I mean, it was basically a used car lot for. Four or five years, so it hasn't really had much racing on there. So uh, yeah, it'll be good to uh, good to go back there again and um, you know, see what they can do through the infamous Turn Eight. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good racing. Uh, you know, in Russia there, I mean, Hamilton claiming his hundredth win. You know, you just, what can you say? I mean, you, you run out of superlatives for this guy. Um, he you know, generational talent um, and. You know he was going to get it eventually, and uh, in a way, it was. I was glad that it was a victory that he earned, and not one of these ones where he just dominates the whole weekend and drives off into the distance. Um, you know, obviously disappointed for Lando, but he, he proved that he can cut it out there at the front of the pack. Not that I don't think it was in anybody's doubt in anybody's mind. And, yeah, yeah. If yeah, he'd he he have just if
0: he'd have just pitted for rain tires earlier, instead of getting himself stuck out there you know? Yeah. It's It's a huge.
1: Could have, would have, should have, you know what I mean? I mean, it could have actually had huge, if he had pitted on the lap, Hamilton pitted on it, could have had huge championship ramification because potentially Hamilton wouldn't have pitted, you know, they would have done the opposite. And then if Hamilton had been in on slicks in that weather, he may not have even scored any points and Verstappen could have extended his lead. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing how sort of the, the, these sort of things can have massive impacts on championships come the end of the season. But uh, you know, you've got to take it out. Of. Mercedes made the right call um, when when they were under the gun and it won them the race. You know, there's no two ways about it. Hamilton didn't, Hamilton drove very, very well, but Hamilton didn't win that race. It, it was the team call to a pit at that moment with the, and I know all you're doing is reading a weather forecast, goodness me, but even that at Formula One level goes into the nth degree of prob- probability and predictions and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, hats off to those guys that guys and girls that made that call
0: yeah certainly certainly played in their hands so i mean I, you know once lewis if if lewis wins an eighth championship which he's now leading the championship in the later stages of the season um i, I believe he'll have every record of formula one
1: that's worth talking about yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah there's aside from for- starts yeah, but, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, but race I mean, winners and youngest polls he won't mm-hmm. have, but yeah, good job. He didn't start when he was max's age, wasn't it? Jeez, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of, of, of records
0: out but, there, yeah, most championships, most, most wins, most polls, all those sort of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and, I mean, and and I just have to imagine because Lewis himself said he feels like he's got oh, what do he say, two to three or three to four more years he'd like to keep racing. Uh, you, you wonder how much he how many more wins he can pile on. You know, I, I mean, there's there's a distinct possibility that once the new new regulations come around, uh, somebody other than Mercedes is the dominant car and Lewis's wins have become fewer and farther between or Mercedes gets you it w- right. And and Lewis pushes this thing thing up to uh, 115, 120 wins. You know what I mean?
1: You wonder where his level of motivation will come into play, though. You know, did you think he'll get to the stage where, almost, in the way that, you know, would would you want to do this again? You know, or maybe maybe I think he's too old now. But you know, would he want to go somewhere else and rebuild, him? or does he just hang out to dry at Mercedes and just milk it for all it's worth? Um, I you know, pers- I personally
0: what- think that Lewis will retire as a Mercedes driver. You know, yeah, I, don't, I think yeah, I, don't.
1: I wonder if that's a shame in a way. I wonder if you know it'd have been great for the sport to have seen him, you know. Okay, yeah, I've won three or four championships here with Mercedes, right? Let's go and go to Ferrari and rebuild them, like the way that Schumacher did. Because you know, you could argue that Schumacher was the catalyst for Ferrari's revival and you know when he joined there in 96 okay it took them long enough to get to 2000 before he could win the championship but you could argue he had a pretty good shot there in 99 when he had that accident uh, oh yeah um, certainly he he well, I mean races. he was
0: I, I think he actually won a race in 96 in yeah his, he won uh, first... lo, lo, lo,
1: lo, Spain in Spain in the race. yeah
0: yeah I remember it was uh I was yeah. at the, I was at the Milwaukee mile that day <laughs> the, checking the Formula 1 result yeah
3: Yep, the race where Bob Varsha said at the very beginning, it never rains in Spain twice in a video package, and then when they went to a live shot, <laughs> it rained, <laughs> literally. Oh, Bob yeah. Varsha, God
0: but, love him. But, the guy. You know,
1: you, you wonder if, if, you know, you can't say that Lewis made Mercedes. You know, you can't say that, you know, in the way that Schumacher revived Ferrari. I don't think you can say that Lewis revived Mercedes because and I don't know if you could these days, you know, in terms of how the team was structured, but there were so many key fundamental people. You know, Ross Braun was there. Toto Wolff's obviously been there. You know, Paddy Lowe, guys like that. Looking at the engineering core team, uh, Jeff Willis was there. Um, Nick, Nicky Lauda you, was there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you look at that core. And and, and and you know, that's the only thing that I think Lewis is missing. And I don't know whether you'd be able to do it these days, to turn around and say, right, I'm gonna go. Not saying for a minute you'd go to a Williams or a Hass or a you know, Sauber or Alpha or whatever, yeah, and, and redo, reju- you know, and, and take them to the front of the grid. I don't think you do that these days with an individual driver. But it's um, you know, it's fascinating to see. And that's the only thing that you wonder. If that's something that he doesn't, you know, maybe has that itch in the back of his mind. And maybe he does what Nicky Lauda did. Did that, you know, does that post-career? I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's because uh, Lewis could uh, honestly sail off into the sunset and spend, spend the rest of his days on a yeah. yacht, on a yacht surrounded by models, but uh, you know, yeah. but, but it's to, a hard to, guy to read, isn't
1: it? I was gonna say, yeah, because
0: he seems to what enjoy it, it, Yeah, it, it seemed he not enjoy that celebrity lifestyle, but then when it comes to particularly this point in time of the season, uh, you know, historically it looks like sometimes he takes a break in the middle of the season, they just, ah, it's okay, and then, then he really comes alive at the end of the season, and yeah, and, and I think this is beat, where,
3: so. yeah, like, no look no further to 2018 or the years when he was battling Vettel for the championship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He just, yeah. Towards the end of the year, he just, he just like left Vettel in dust. He said like, like he was
3: left him and also self-inflicting on Vettel and Ferraris. then. yeah,
0: well, I don't know. It's like Lewis was, you know, a, a cat playing with his food with Vettel in the early part of the season. <laughs> no, for sure. I, you know, and, but yeah, I don't, and, I don't know. I don't know what motivates Lewis because, uh, obviously uh, that the, the drive to race has got to be very strong with him because he wouldn't be as good as he, as he was without that, but he doesn't put off that vibe that, that some of your just uh, died in the wool, you know, can't get enough racing guys do, you know what I mean? But uh, you know, Lewis is Lewis and he's a unique person, all his own. And, and whatever he's done has worked for him tremendously well.
3: No, no question about I'll be curious to see how the rest of the season and beyond looks for him, because I think it's the mindset, does he have some anything else left to prove? Because aside from going for an A championship, what else is there to prove? In his end,
0: I don't know. Yeah, is it all about proving it, or is it, or is it about uh, you know enjoying your craft? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, and also yeah, so that's other things he's passionate about that i imagine he'll do so when his career is over
0: oh for sure yeah everybody's got their hobbies yeah everybody's got other things they like to do and and lewis has earned a very comfortable living that he can pretty much step into anything he'd like to be involved in um going forward you know and and he's and he's earned that he's earned that money you know so anyway speaking of haas since you brought it up that we know Lewis isn't going to Haas, but we do know Haas is retaining the two drivers they have who were two rookies this year, who have really not set the world on fire. Um, They set a car or two on fire, but, but not the world. Uh, So, um, so Gunther was in an interview recently. uh, He said what they really want to do is now that they've signed both these guys for next year is to get an experienced driver somebody with a lot of experience as a reserve driver in the fold to help these young guys out, which is not a bad idea. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just wondering who he has in mind. You know, the, the first name that pops in my mind as a pretty experienced guy, who's uh, working as a reserve driver right now is um, Robert Kubica, Um, which, and he's, he's with um, Alpha Romeo right now, which is kind of, you know, all in the same family. Uh, with with Haas, they're all under the Ferrari banner. But uh, I mean, other than that, Richard, who who do you think that that Gunther could be looking um, at that, that would accept a somebody experienced that would would accept a
1: um,
0: reserve driver role at this point?
1: I think t- two names spring to mind. One of them would be Danny Kvyat, obviously for his links with the uh, you know his his racing background with Russia. Um, potentially, another one could be Giovinazzi if he doesn't get retained by. Um by Alfa Moreo, you know, getting part of the Ferrari family in the Ferrari fold. I don't think they'd want to let him go too far away, and I think he'd be a good, uh you know, g- g- good fit for the team there. See, I knew you'd have a great answer for that question.
3: Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the same thing because the only other one would probably be Hulkenberg, but I know Hulkenberg is not in that position that he'd be willing to accept just as a reserve role. He wants to be on the grid somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I I think Hulkenberg would rather go IndyCar racing and then be
1: somebody's reserve driver, mm-hmm. uh, but I think you'll, yeah, I, I think you'll see Hulkenberg in DTM or in endurance racing before he goes to IndyCar. I think, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, He's got a hunch on that one.
0: Yeah. So speaking of going uh, sports car racing, I, I, I find it odd that uh, Sebastian Bourdais, so we're back to talking about IndyCar again. Sebastian Bourdais has announced that he's full time in IMSA next year and going to try to help A.J. Floyd out where he can when, when he doesn't have conflicts. Um, and this is just coming just months after um, he had stated his allegiance to A.J. Foyt and said, oh, I want to stay with his team as long as I can and help make them better. So, I mean, Louise, you have any insight on the, the sudden twist of fate there or, uh, you know, some of the –
3: I've just heard it from a, from a far deck. He implied it to the NBC Peacock telecast, or warm up or practice that this will be his last as a full time indie Car driver. Right. Well, the he's, IMSA, he's the IMSA he's, thing is news to me. In, yeah, he's,
0: it, he's it, signed yeah. for a full season of IMSA. I forget with who, but but you got to wonder. Um, I mean, who's the young gal they tested? Tatiana.
3: Tatiana Calderon. Alderman. Right, and Ooh. she's got
0: she's got ties with um, Rocket which is the sponsor mm-hmm. there. Uh, so, I, you know, I get while I can't see Foyt throwing her in a full time ride with her relative lack of experience. Uh, at the same time, I think, well, you know, Dalton Kellan yeah. brought Dalton Kelly brought a check and got a full time ride out of Floyd, too.
3: Yeah. Who, who's to say? Because they're they're looking to go through a three car effort as well. For with them as well, because with the 11 of Kimball, who knows how that's going to shape up on the Ford camp, because that's the big question mark. With Calderon, I think it'll be an interesting sign-on. Mostly the fact, because she has to set the world on fire and Super Formula, much less Formula 2 when you have teammates of Antoine Huber. That doesn't do... So, she hasn't had the greatest track record as far as performance I've seen with GPT. For, I, gotta, I keep saying, want to say GP2, but it's Formula 2, where she was usually at the tail end of the field with Mahavia Ragunifin. and But she has shown some brilliance compared to other drivers in the past that have dabbled on open-wheel racing, including one Sitco driver. But Galeron has more promise, to say the least, in my opinion. Not exactly going to be right towards the front or be a contender like Danica was, but if it if it benefits Rocket, if it benefits Ford, then we'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just it just surprised. It, it, I felt like that IPSA thing for Bordet just came out of the blue, and I I just wonder if he's just absolutely frustrated with because he he's had a rough season this year. He's he, there are several some races of them where were, he was ta- he got
3: cut up at other people's men. exactly. He got he got
0: taken out early in the race uh, four or five times this year to through no fault of his own, and I wonder if he's just saying okay, I'm done. You know, and, and again, this is like I say, just several months ago, he was talking about how he was going to stay with Foyt and keep making that team better. And so now all of a sudden he goes, yeah, I'll show up when I can, if I'm not off doing IMSA." So eh, I don't know. All right. Well, we've got about four minutes left in the show. Uh, we do need to mention Las Vegas and mm-hmm. uh, NASCAR was there. Denny Hamlin finally put a check in the win column, uh, which is, uh, Good time to do it now, you know, because the next race coming up is elimination round. Denny Hamlin finds himself uh, going in pretty comfortably now with a card punch for the next round. Uh, second in points behind Kyle Larson. Um, and it was pretty much Denny's day or Denny's night all night long in Vegas. Uh, did you get to see much of the race?
3: Well, it co- it went quick. A lot of people hated it where there was really no true competition. The big yeah. talks were Joey Gates' wheel completely fell off of the car, had a nasty hit where the car went up in the air that could have probably hit the fence in turn one. Had to go to the hospital, but he looks to be okay. I haven't heard anything about whether or not he's going to run Talladega or not. But yeah, it was basically a race Danny Hamlin just completely owned the competition and kind of shows you that he's there now. He's been there. He's just hadn't gotten the wins until now. He's got two in the playoffs so hamlin could this be the year it's kind of similar with tony stewart where like tony stewart one time said got rid of dead weight i think that's kind of the same vibe i'm getting from danny got rid of some dead weight and now he's out there competitive and showing up at the right time time will tell how he's going to do at phoenix because we know what danny hamlin in championship races how those go but I think we found a somebody that could really go toe-to-toe with Kyle Larson. And he's been going toe-to-toe, just doesn't have the wins to show for until now. Because Larson's been winning them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um,
0: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, so we're, we're off to, is it, is it Martinsville
3: next? Talladega. Martinsville's yeah. not till five weeks.
0: Okay, Martinsville's the next elimination. Is it Talladega's elimination round?
3: No, that no, okay. is.
0: Why am I so confused?
3: That is, if I remember, the Roval is the cutoff race. Then it's Martinsville, no, Kansas, Texas, Martinsville, and we wrap it up in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, Martinsville, the last elimination round. Okay, so, yep.
3: well,
0: that that being said, these guys got what two more races to get their stuff together. The guys near the bottom, like Kevin Harvick, who's below the cut line, once yep. again, Harvick has just been teetering
3: on. It just doesn't help. He has no stage points or playoff yeah. points to his name. That's why he's at the bottom.
0: Yeah, but he's he's been hanging on by the, the you know the thinnest of margins all season long. You know and this is not the typical Kevin Harvick we're used to seeing. You know, and then you've got uh, uh, you know Christopher Bell is is almost toast at this point. Uh, he just Bo- has no Bo- luck. Bo- yeah, Bowman. Yeah, Bowman's back there near the near the bottom. Byron's back there uh, below the cut line. So, uh, these guys have uh, work cut out for them in the next couple of races. Um, and even then it, playoff wise, the Penske guys really haven't come alive. I mean, they're, they're doing okay. You know, uh, seventh and eighth in points for Joey and Brad and fifth for Blaney Blaney's doing the best of the three. So hopefully, you know, Talladega is one that Brad circles on his calendar for sure. Uh, he's won there a couple of times runs really well there. So hopefully he can have some, uh, uh, you know, some putting him through the next round. So yeah, you- this
3: is the opportunity race for team Petsky to deliver a big, if they don't, we're looking at Brad and Joey out and I still stand that those are, the, those are the two of the four that I have out in the next round.
0: Yeah. yeah, And, and yeah, if they don't do something quick, it's, that's what you're going to see. So, uh, that being said, we've got enough time to make a pick for Talladega and I'll pick Brad. Cause I just said that. So, and, and you get a pick, Richard had to go. So you get, a- I
3: pick Ryan Blaney.
0: Why not? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Blaney. Yep. He's due for a win. And he's, that, he's that- won the last super speedway race. At I was say, yeah. So why not? Yep. Um, so anyway, so we're out of time. So uh, I want to thank you, Louise. Richard, I know you already left, but I want to thank you, too. I want to thank the Hoobazoo Radio Network. I want to thank iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, and YouTube, but most of all, I want to thank you folks that listen to us every week, but until next week, good night.
2: W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O
0: That's your website,
3: enter website, website, enter
0: website,
3: website.